Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year as a business owner. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes, expert guests, and interviews with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. Welcome to part four of this four part series that I've been sharing about the entire framework of revolutionary brand, which you know is my signature coaching program. And I'm excited about today because this kind of brings home the idea of what it means to have like a high ticket brand. When I first started moving into coaching, my specialty was specifically talking about high ticket brands because I don't think that people realize that once you start selling stuff at a higher price point, that there is a level of expectations that people are going to have for you and your business and how you are treating them, the processes that they're doing behind the scenes, your application process, how they're being onboarded, like all of those things and judgments are still happening. And I think people work really, really hard to impress people to get the client, right? But once you get that client, it's like people forget that there are still um, things that people are judging you by. And that good impression needs to be carried through the entire experience until they have been offboarded and they're done working with you. And when you forget those important pieces, this is when the people leave you bad reviews or don't want to give you testimonials or things like that, or they give you, you know, um, bad feedback on your um, on your surveys. And it's because you're forgetting that it's not just your job to have a high ticket brand when you're trying to entice and attract a client. It's also important that you carry on that entire high ticket, you know, high value experience throughout the entire process that they're working with you. And so this is why this was an important part of what I added to the um, what I have in the framework for revolutionary brand. Now you don't, you might not know this, but I used to run a customer service department and part of my early career was me working in customer service. When I started college, I worked at a call center and I was like a call center representative for Bank of America. I went on to work for Bank of America for two years. I was in their customer service department. So I took all the customer service calls. I ended up moving up to the credit department, but it was still all, that was a retention department. So My job was to retain customers for the bank after my job was to be a customer service agent for the bank. I went on to work for a telecommunications company where I ended up running my first department and I must have been all of maybe 24, running a whole department. I might have even been 23. I ran a international customer service department. I had agents in the United States, in, um, in South Africa. Um, in Cape Town, South South Africa, and um, I forget which other part. It started with an S, but Cape Town was one of our locations. And then I also had an office that I ran customer service from, which was in Costa Rica. 
And so your girl knows all about customer service. And this is all before I really got into uh, marketing, which was in 2006. So I stopped work. I started working for Bank of America back then as well. So this is like a long history of me really having in like intentional um, background in customer service. And so when I came to creating my business, customer service was always an important part of it because I knew that this is how you retain people. I have so many repeat clients and you know all of my offers are premium priced or high ticket. And so the fact that somebody would work with me in a premium price program and then be willing to work with me in another premium price program says a lot because that's a lot of money to give one person. But there's a level of trust and a level of service and a level of expectation that is unmatched. And I want to make sure that I help my people have that. So let's walk through this part of the framework. And this is where I help you to optimize your business for both client retention and efficient time management. One of the things that has been able to help me the most is how I have my systems and processes set up. They're not perfect. I don't want to pretend like they're perfect. I could certainly use an operations person. But... I am a solo entrepreneur. Yes, my mother does work for me, but she is doing background things. But I have to do the foreground things and the revenue generating processes. And I'm the only person doing that. And so if I want my business to run as a full business and to get sleep and to see my family and to have time for myself and to take care of myself, I need there to be processes in place so that the majority of things are working on my behalf so that I don't have to stress so much and I don't have to work so hard. And so one of the main parts about working for yourself and not having like a sales team or an onboarding team is that I cannot spend a lot of time on sales calls with people who are not going to be a client. One of the biggest mistakes that I made early on in my business is thinking that it looked good for me to have my calendar filled with consultation calls. And the more consultation calls I had, the better I felt about my business, the more successful I felt. Not that that was true. It just felt that way. And so as my business continued on, I started thinking about the fact that I actually don't care about the number of calls that I have. I mostly care about the number of calls that I have with people who are actually going to convert. And so back in the day, and when I would have these calls, you know, I might have 10 calls in a week, but only like two people would be qualified to even work with me that I would actually want to work with. And that's not a good number. And so I wanted to make sure that in Revolutionary Brand, I taught people how to pre-qualify all of their leads before they get on the sales call. That means that your application needs to include all of the pricing qualification questions to assess whether or not someone could afford your service. There needs to be a questionnaire for you to assess all of their problems prior to getting on that sales call so that you can talk through those things with them and help them to align how your program can help them solve those problems. And lastly, that your questionnaire is including question that directly asks what are their goals that they have and if they want to work with you, because you want to make sure that whatever goals that they have, that your program's promise aligns with the goals that they have. Otherwise, this, that means that they're not a good fit for your offer. A lot of times the reason that people aren't happy with being in your program is because their expectations do not match what your program is capable of helping them to do and achieve. Not that your program sucks, not that your program is a problem, it's that that person and their goals are not aligned with what your program can offer. And that means that they shouldn't be in your program.
And so when you focus your energy on only trying to work with people who are actually aligned with your program, this is going to improve your conversion rate on your sales calls. Conversion rates are really important. It says a lot about how you're doing your marketing. It says a lot about how you're doing your pre-qualification. It says a lot about your application. It says a lot about the criteria that you're putting forth and how clear your messaging is. The clearer your message, the more likely you're going to only attract people who fit the bill of who would be qualified to work with you. So that's the first step in this part of the framework is you should not be getting on calls with people who aren't already pre-qualified. By the time they get on the call, it's more like they need to see if they're compatible with you, your personality, your values, and the mission of your offer, and the, and, you know, the pro promise of your offer, and less so about them needing to learn from start to finish what your program's about and giving the details. A lot of my sales calls before I learned to pre-qualify would be me basically trying to convince them that my offer was the right thing for them. It was like it's the first time that they ever heard about it. So I was having to tell them like, you know, what's in what's included and here are the logistics and this is how it works. They still had so many questions. Whereas now when I get on calls, they don't really have that many questions about how the offer works itself. They're typically just kind of confirming the things that they've already seen or assumed based on the content that I put out, which is nice because my calls are just very efficient. And I typically get off that call knowing right away this person's definitely in or this person's definitely a great fit. So the second part of this is like once I teach people how to make sure that pre-qualifications are done, I need you to have a seamless and automated lead and client experience. I'm not saying that there won't be things that have to manually be done. I have a few little manual processes as far as approvals go. But for the most part, my lead and client experiences are automated so I don't have to be involved. And what that entails is making sure that you have a CRM in place, a client, a customer relationship management tool to manage all of your leads and client information. And when I say a CRM, I mean something like Dubsado or HoneyBook or 17 Hats or whatever it is that you want to use to keep up with all of your client information, their name, their address, you know, um, all of your paperwork, your contracts, their payments. You have a system that's tracking and keeping up with all that stuff. A lot of times people don't want to invest in things like this in the beginning of their business, but this is a basic functionality of having a business is that you need a system in place to keep up with all the people that's coming through. All of these people filling out forms on your website, I mean, where are they going? Now, I'm not saying you can't have something like, you know, Google Forms or any of these little form um, things that exist out there, but you have to remember you're running a business. And so when you have a tool like a CRM, it makes their experience, and by their, I mean the client's experience better. Nothing bothers me more than to spend thousands of dollars with someone who's manually sending me stuff. If I say, yes, I'm in, I should be able to fill out my contract, make my payment all in one fell swoop. I should not have to get 70 emails from you to fill out processes. And when I do, I'm unhappy. And the reason I'm unhappy is because it's confusing and it's like, it feels like there's so much work when I was already in the mood to fill out stuff. So I don't understand why I'm still getting things from you and why things are missing. You know what I'm saying? 
or like I, I've had, I signed up for someone's service and I had to follow up with them. Like, Hey, I made the payment. What's next? And she's like, Oh, your paperwork's coming. Well, why don't I have it? Why did I have to follow up with you? It makes me immediately have buyer's remorse and you don't want people to feel like that. Another thing that annoys me is when people don't have like a booking tool for me to book like a client, like a call. Like if I have to like talk back and forth with you about your schedule and my schedule, that's annoying because I don't want to do that. I want to have access to a calendar where I can just select the time that works for me and works for you because your calendar is already up to date. I do not want to have to go through and talk with you and email back and forth and DM you on Instagram about times that might work to have a call with you. And so if you don't have something like that, that's a problem. No one wants to manually schedule appointments with you by looking at calendars. And then the last thing that I really teach in this seamless and automated lead and client experience is that you have automated workflows for both your onboarding and lead management processes. This is one of the most important parts of this discussion. When you are running a business and you have, so right now, maybe you don't have a lot of offers, but I have a few signature offers. And so it would be a lot of work to keep up with all of the processes and paperwork for all of them. So instead, I use my CRM tool, which in my case, I have Dubsado. I use Dubsado to automate things like sending them their. So if it's a lead and by lead, I mean someone who isn't paying you yet. If a lead fills out an application, right, say for revolutionary brand, you fill out the application, there is an automated process that's going to send you things. So the first thing it's going to do is send you a confirmation email like, hey, got your application. I'm reviewing it. In some cases, you're going to get access to my benchmark assessment prior to a, a, a compatibility call with me. Um, when I approve your application, um, it will allow you to book an, you know, book a call with me, depending on the process. So for Revolutionary Brand, how my program works is the application page actually has access to my calendar. You book your compatibility call, you get automatically an email that sends you a benchmark assessment that you should send your score prior to getting on the call with me. Once we get on the call, after that call, there's automatically a notification to me to either approve their um, and send them the proposal or to close out, you know, that they're not a good fit. So then I click on the approval button. That approval button automatically sends you a proposal with the pay in full option and the payment plan option. When you select which one you want, you're automatically going to be sent to the contract. And once you fill out the agreement, you're going to be sent to the invoice to make your first payment. When you make that first payment, your status changes from lead to revolutionary brand client in the system. And then you get your welcome email and the email is like, oh my God, I'm so excited that you're in the program. Here is the welcome guide as well as access to fill out your client intake form. When you fill out the client intake form, as soon as it's completed and submitted, the system sees that and knows to then send you, you know, your um, access to book your kickoff call. Once you've booked your kickoff call, it sends you one last email that says looking for to seeing you on the kickoff call. In the meantime, make sure you join the Facebook community. And if you select it for Voxer access, then make sure you connect with me on Voxer and I'll see you in the program. And that's it. I don't do any of that stuff. When someone doesn't make a payment, um, there's emails that go out. It's like, hey, your payment was missed. I don't do any of that stuff. When, when I have you know all these processes in place, it makes it seem as if I'm on top of everything because that's what I need to have happen but I don't have to physically or manually do any of this stuff. 
if you don't have processes like this in place for every single one of your offers, then you are taking precious time that you could be spending doing better things in your business. And that's just something that I didn't have time for, which is why I wanted to make sure that these processes were already established and set up and automated in my business. And so this seamless and automated lead and client experience is actually really imperative for sustainability and growth of your business. If you're trying to scale, you cannot scale without having automations and processes in place. And so this is the first step to making sure that you're doing this. So the final part of what I do in this phase of revolutionary brand, again, which is optimizing your business for client retention and efficient time management, is I make sure that I have other automations and apps to manage specifically my signature offer. The point of revolutionary brand is for you to finally build a brand around one signature offer. You want to be known for a signature offer. So before I had revolutionary brand, I just had one-on-one -on -one coaching and I was doing different design projects, right? But then I decided that I wanted to have programs and revolutionary brand became something that I was really proud of. And I wanted that to be my signature offer. It's what I'm known for. It's what people typically come to me for. And so with Revolutionary Brand, I wanted to make sure that I had everything in place so that this particular offer was easy to run and manage. And so what that means for a signature offer, that I specifically need to make sure that, first of all, I have an automation in place to manage parts of my offer that require little to no manual interference. So I already said you need to have workflows for client onboarding and lead management processes for everything that you do in your business. But for your premium signature offer, your signature offer, I mean, you have to establish some automations to manage that particular offer. So for example, I have revolutionary brand. There is curriculum with that curriculum. I have emails that will go out to the people in the program that will basically say, you know, here's what we're going to cover in month one. And when it's time for them to fill out surveys, they automatically get surveys and different things at different times. Um, I make sure that I have those little automations in place because I need to make sure that they're getting everything that they need without me having to do it. They have a place to go to inside of my you know, Facebook community where they know exactly how to get access to, you know, booking their milestone calls with me. They know how to get certain resources. All that stuff is sitting in a very specific place. And the reason I do that is because I don't want to have to manually send that stuff to everyone. I want to make sure that I have these automations in place so that I don't have to manage any of it. I want to make sure that they have a place they know exactly when to go, where to go get their curriculum and how to access things. They know exactly how to book calls with me. They automatically are getting the emails that they need. They're getting inspiration. They're getting all of the stuff that's necessary because I don't have time to manage all of it manually. Same thing with my, I have a VIP day. And with my VIP day, there's pre-work and things that have to go to people. And so I have, um, when someone signs up for my VIP day, once they fill out all their paperwork, they automatically get the pre-work for day one. Um, 24 hours before they meet with me, they get a confirm, they get an email about, you know, see you tomorrow during our call. Send me your lunch order, like all these little things so I don't have to manually do it. So they send me like their lunch order. They already have a gift card to get their coffee on me. 
Um, once we're done with their first day, they automatically get an email that reminds them about their second day and what their pre-work is for day two of their VIP day. Um, all of those things are automated. I have my dashboard for them with all of the steps of things that we're covering. So everything is just there and all they have to, all we have to do is just check things off. Having all that stuff in place makes it, first of all, people are like, man, your processes are really sophisticated. They notice stuff like that, but also my sanity. <laughs> people ask how I have all these offers. It's because they all are signature offers that I have taken my time to do all the back end and stuff for. So now I can just sell them and manage them, which is very easy to do because I have frameworks in place, which you know I cover in part one of Revolutionary Brand. This is how you build your business for scale. This is how you have a multi six-figure business as a solo entrepreneur. Do you know how hard it is to build that kind of a business when you don't have this stuff in place? It's very difficult to have a six-figure business when you don't have six-figure processes in place. You need to have apps that make your signature offer easily accessible for both yourself, your team, and your client. For my team, um, I have all of these training videos for my mom that sit in a library to show her how to upload client, you know, like the curriculum, like the, um, the session call. She has a, she has a standard process for how to upload those and how to upload resources. My curriculum is already pre-recorded and inside of Kajabi for them. Um, they can only move forward if they've completed certain parts of it. Like all of these things are already in place on purpose in my business. And it's because I need things to go smoothly like this. I don't ever wanna have to be stressed out about, oh, so back when I, I'm not gonna act like Revolutionary Brand was always like this. Before I had Revolutionary Brand, they um, it, the, the curriculum wasn't pre-recorded, And so I would be teaching them live, which meant they were dependent on me to upload the recording in a timely manner so that they can go back and refer to it. But now with Revolutionary Brand, all of that stuff, I'm like, if you need to refer back to the curriculum, it's already in there. If you're waiting for the recording, it's uploaded within 24 hours. Me and my mom have a system for her uploading that stuff and it's done on time. And all the clients know and have that expectation that that's when it's going to be uploaded. So I don't really have any of those problems. But before they didn't have anything and they would be looking and click up and they would be super confused. And I don't know why I thought about, I never thought about having it in like a like a course platform. Not that my program is a course, but there is curriculum that they need to watch in a consecutive order. So why wouldn't I have always had this stuff done? I have no idea. <laughs> and then lastly, you need to have an automation in place to communicate with your clients during the signature offer and program, or excuse me, apps in place. You don't need to have an automation. You need to have apps in place. I have all of these apps to manage my signature offer and, and ways to communicate with them. So the apps that I use for my curriculum, I have Kajabi. If you can't afford Kajabi, I've also used Member Vault and Podia. Both are amazing and more affordable than Kajabi. I would not use Kajabi if you don't have courses because you need something to basically pay the cost of having Kajabi. When someone buys my course, that pays for the cost of Kajabi. So that's perfect. Um, other apps that I use, I use ClickUp to manage like my um, service-based business. So anything that's project or service-based, I use a project management tool. ClickUp is excellent for managing your company as well as managing projects. So it's my all-in-one. If you can't, if you don't want to use ClickUp because it's maybe feels too big to you, I've also had Asana 
and Monday before. I was using Monday prior to moving over to ClickUp. Um, if you're really struggling with investments, then a level down that still gives you all the functionality would be something like Trello, which I think Trello was purchased by someone. So I'm not sure if it's still called Trello, but you know what I mean. Um, you can also use something like Airtable, which is great for data management and project management and communicating with people. Um, for communication, I have my Facebook community because Facebook is actually free. You could use something like Slack, but you have to pay for Slack. It's much cheaper to have something like a Facebook community because you can organize things. If you start to organize things into multiple channels, which is how my mastermind was run, unfortunately, you have to pay for them being having access to multiple channels. And so it's more economical to use Facebook. And I hated Facebook, but I still ended up doing it for my program because it was more economical. You could use something like Slack if you absolutely do not ever want to be inside of Facebook. It's also great for when you're a service-based business, especially things like technical support, or if you have a team, like say you run an agency and you need everyone to have access and be able to talk back and forth, Slack is excellent for that. And lastly, I also use Voxer for communication. I don't really like email because email is just a crazy tool for me right now. My mother manages email, but I don't want my clients to email me because I want to be able to respond to you in a timely manner. So for you to have pretty much instant access to me, you're going to communicate with me between Facebook, Slack, you know, ClickUp, depending on what type of client you are, or um, inside of Voxer, which is just an app on my phone. You can use the free version. I have the upgraded business version so that I can save and document things, but you can communicate on Voxer, which is like a walkie-talkie. Basically, I have all of my offers managed like this. I get comments all the time from clients saying how amazing my processes are. And I also have clients getting comments from their clients and their leads about how wonderful their processes are. So this is something that people notice, especially the more money they're paying for whatever it is that you do. This is the full framework. And if you miss the other three parts, make sure you go back and listen to the other parts of this four part series where I covered the entire framework for Revolutionary Brand. I wanted to cover this because I'm excited as Revolutionary Brand's first birthday is coming up on December the 7th. We, the first group had their first session on December the 7th of 2020. And here we are December the 6th of, or this is today is the 7th. So today is Revolutionary Brand's birthday. Here we are on the birthday of my signature offer. And I wanted to share with you this four part series so you can see how this offer came to be and just how impactful it's gonna be on someone's business. So much of the feedback that I get from people is that they don't need any other programs for a while because this one covers basically the full gamut and range of what it is that you need to have to build your business around having one thing. You know, part of most of last year, I had way too many offers and it was really hard. Not that I didn't, I still made six figures, but it was the road to six figures was so much more crazy last year. And then coming into 2021, six figures happened significantly fast. Like I think I made six figures as of September and last year it took me until November. Next year, it's going to be even easier. Like as I started calculating next year, it's going to happen by second quarter. That's crazy, right? By second quarter, I will have made six figures in my business next year. It's insane. 
And it's because I'm building my business for scale without having to scale my team. I will start to scale my team and I can see myself get into that, that $500,000 range, which is it kind of requires you to have people. But with me having a very lean, lean, like the leanest team you could ever have, me and my mom, with me just having this one team, I've been able to build this almost multi-six figure business. We are at the end of 2021 and I am like 20 grand away from having a $200,000 year. And it was just me and my mom. And you know, I am the person doing the majority of everything. Imagine that. I would not have been able to do that if I didn't have this framework for Revolutionary Brand. I'm telling you that now. I'm really happy to prepare to welcome people into the next cohort of Revolutionary Brand. So if you've been listening to this series and you're like, damn, I need all this stuff or I need most of this stuff, Revolutionary Brand is for you. If you want to learn how to repackage and relaunch your offers to only focus on one ideal client profile and one problem that you can solve so that you can confidently articulate the value to close the sales needed to hit your monthly income goals, and you want to map out and plan all the strategic video content that you'll ever need to lead your ideal clients from Googling their pain points to being ready to pay full price for your service, if you want to be able to ask for that sale during key milestones during your launch so that you're not idly waiting for applications, but rather taking control of converting window shoppers into buyers. And if you want to implement processes to strategically automate parts of your business to prepare it for scale and prerequisites to qualify leads that get you 90% of the way to the sale before you've ever had a sales conversation, then Revolutionary Brand is for you. Revolutionary Brand is my signature coaching program where I teach service-based entrepreneurs and coaches how to build the brand visibility and brand authority needed to attract aligned, qualified leads to their high ticket programs and services. We'll do that over the course of four months without complicated marketing funnels or confusing marketing strategies or needing to be great at sales. If this sounds like the program for you, then I want you to submit your application for the upcoming cohort. You can go to revolutionarybrand.co to find that application. Um, Every single quarter, depending on when you, if you're listening to this after January, then yes, the January cohort's already off and running, but I do let a new cohort in once a quarter. So make sure that if the, the wait list is up, that you get on that wait list because you guys will be notified first when applications are open. And if applications are currently open, that you submit for one of the six spots available per cohort. I only let six people in. And one spot is already taken and we're coming into the launch and the opening of the applications to the public. And so if you know that this program is for you, even if you're just curious, submit your application now and I'll hope to see you in the program. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, or to show my guests and me some love, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. Talk to you next week.